Thanks for tuning into the Ubercast, the Uber Conference official podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Burr, and I caught up with Sean Ellis at FailCon. He's the founder of Qualaroo. That's a service that lets you find out what your customers really want from you. So, Sean, here we are at uh, FailCon, and you just got done speaking with Daniel Morrill, and some people were talking to you about how do you know if your product marketing well enough, and you had a really good answer. Could you just kind of go through that again? Do you remember what you said? Yeah, we'll see if I remember what I said. Well, one thing that I would say is that um, the the marketer themselves has to have a pretty high risk profile. So, um, they one they have to be willing to put themselves in a in a situation where they may not be good enough or the product may not be good enough. And then secondly, they have to be really open and honest about what the situation is and and be more committed to the success of the company than their own personal perception of how good they may be. And um, not sure if that's exactly how I answered it before, but no, that's... you did. You did good. Um, you know, I've actually heard that before. That the, the best way to actually get um, a real answer from people is to ask people who don't rely on you for a paycheck or don't rely on you uh, to give them something. So, asking someone, some kind of a neutral party, mm-hmm. um, how and you're actually what Qualaroo kind of can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, can you actually first? Can you tell people a little bit about Qualaroo and what you do? Qualaroo started as a um, micro-surveying platform, so being able to target surveys to people on specific pages, depending on how many times they've visited, things like that, to ask them a specific question and find out, for example, if your pricing page is confusing or what's preventing them from signing up today, that sort of thing. What we've evolved it toward is... um, is being able to actually help influence behavior. So we say, are you ready for your free trial? If they say yes, then we can give them the form that actually starts the free trial. If they say no, then we can give them an open-ended field that says, what else do you need to know? And so it can both inform you as a business, but it can also start to influence the behavior of a user. Mm -hmm. And that's we're sort of continuing to iterate the product to do more of that kind of helping to guide them toward uh, value-added actions on the website. Yeah, now it actually came out of, it used to be Kiss Insights, yeah? Right, exactly. So we... Um, what we, happened with that? What's going on now? Like, why, why the change? So we acquired Kiss Insights from Kiss Metrics, mm-hmm. and um, it was something that uh, was kind of not core to their business, and we wanted to run with it and I had been an advisor with Kissmetrics for a while and so I knew that if they um, didn't put more time into it for another six or 12 months that it was going to kind of fade away without the support so we were able to work out a deal where I could acquire it bring it into my company as part of a pivot and um, and that we were, we were actually on track to do some of these other behavior targeted interactions on a website but this survey platform with lots of paying customers was give us a, a good head start in that space that's interesting so it sounds like um, and just by the way people the game is going on in the background so if you hear some cheers and clapping that's actually <laughs> what that is right now uh, so watching the Giants baseball game um, just wanted to put that in there so uh, that's really interesting that you say that so you saw an opportunity that maybe Kissmetrics didn't quite see your value as much as maybe your company would see well I think that they were they were basically at a point where they were um, they had too much opportunity that their core business was doing so well that it didn't make sense to take resources away from the core business and that that was where they were doubling down and in the process of doubling down it meant pulling resources from other areas and I as an advisor was pretty close to the business so I was able to um, see the opportunity to run with something that I saw a lot of value in. Mm -hmm. 
That's, I mean, people talk about how important that is to really have a focus in your business. And if you're doing too many things at the same time, then you're right, it suffers a little bit. What advice would you give to people who maybe are experiencing that right now? Uh, how would you, what would you tell them in order for them to recognize that there might be a problem and that they might be spread a little too thin? Um, well, so one, I would really do a lot of uh, engagement of your users directly and figure out where the most passionate users are like how they're using your product, where they're focused on that value, and if if there are things outside of that value that you are doing, um, and you get enough signal that sort of says that they're not key to that value, you get enough people saying that these are the really valuable ways I'm using the product, then then you'll start to see that they're not core activities, and then you either cut it out or um, or sell it to somebody like like Kismetrics did with us. Okay. Sense. Um, you actually said something really interesting in your talk just now about um, trying to make sure that about 40% of your users cannot live without your product. Mm-hmm. How do you even go about getting them to that point? Uh, well, I mean, how do you find these people and then convert them so that they just cannot live without your product? So that's the iterative process of starting with finding one person. Sometimes a company gets lucky and the first thing they come out with really resonates with users and other times they need to iterate and pivot and iterate and pivot till they get to that level of passion. If The big challenge though is that if you try to scale growth before you have that level of passion that you're probably not going to be able to do it. You're going to waste a lot of money. And so um, ultimately that's, that's where I got that question from. I, I basically asked users how they would feel if they could no longer use the product and if if they say they'd be very disappointed and if 40% of them say they'd be very disappointed, I know that company is ready for scaling growth and that's when um, when I had been in interim VP marketing, that's when I would actually go and work with companies. Um, and again, it was making sure that they didn't waste money on marketing because premature scaling is the thing that kills startups the most. And so if I came in too early, they would be wasting money and I would also be... Um, in a situation where I probably wasn't going to be able to be successful. Good answer. Uh, now, you are in a company that asks a lot of questions, <laughs> and you even have some canned questions on your site to give people an idea of what they might be, they should be asking or they could be asking. What would you say is the most important question for someone to ask on their site to a user? So each of you is assigned uh, It depends on the, the stage that they're at as a company. But um, if they're if they're an early stage company and they're trying to figure out if the product's resonating, then the one that I just said, how would you feel if you couldn't use this product anymore? If they can't live without your product, then then that's a really important signal. Um, after that, the other thing I tend to look for is signal on um, what they were looking for in the first place. So I'll just I'll ask an open-ended question and say. Um, why did you come to the website today, particularly targeted to new users? And if I can understand their intent, then there's some art of basically trying to figure out what my product's great at and see if it's appropriate for their intent. And if it is, then I can kind of weave those together. And if they're looking for something completely different, then I may not be able to convert them and have to kind of think about the channel where they may have come from. Uh, what's next? What's next for your company, for Fall Room? Um, the next thing that we're focused on is figuring out how to help uh, how to help companies actually optimize their 
personalized interactions on their website. So how do you figure out the right interaction with the user on the website? Is it is it a survey question? Is it a prompt to share? Is it uh, a prompt to buy? Is it a prompt to sign up? That kind of thing. And so that's what we're working on right now is just a, a system for really optimizing those interactions. All right, Sean Ellis from Qualaroo. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah.